Hello and welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me, the podcast where I am the David Rose in all of my relationships. I am joined today by my friend Mari. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Mari. I go to SCU. It's so fun and yeah. Mari <laughs> is the 11th guest on the podcast to be from the SUU theater department. No, 10th. Aspen. I had Aspen on, so you're the 10th. I've had two people that are not from the theater department on this podcast. Love that. Um, Branching out a little bit. A little bit, but <laughs> now I'm right back to where I started. Yeah, it's okay. But as long as it's people. Yeah. <laughs> well, and my podcast is about TV and movies, so Fair. you know who watches a lot of TV and movies? The Actors. <laughs> um, today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite TV shows of all time, and like genuinely, I think the show that kind of got me through 2020 and pandemic Stuff, one of them, but definitely up there on the list of shows that got me through. Shit's Creek. Woo. Um, I have a lot of very strong, positive feelings about Shit's Creek. Um, and I'm sure you do too, Mari. Yes. It's such a feel-good show. And it has those it has moments of like being really gut-wrenching and having emotional moments. Um, but I love that the way that the world is set up within Shit's Creek. It's set up where there's no homophobia or anything like that that they have to deal with. Um, and that there are queer characters that it's not a big deal that they're queer. And it's, ah, it makes me feel all of the positive, like, bubbly feelings inside. All the good vibes, honestly. Um, who's your favorite Shit's Creek character, Mari? I'm not going to lie. I'm a sucker for Moira. You can't go wrong. She Moira is, and Catherine O'Hara is yes. a legend. She really is. I remember... I can't recall of what show I was watching, but I saw her and I was like, oh my, oh, it was Nightmare Before Christmas. She's in, yeah, she's and in I was Nightmare like, Before Christmas, she's in Beetlejuice, she's in, she's in a ton of stuff. She's yeah. in theater and acting and. I didn't even realize how much she was like a part of my childhood until yeah. I went like, oh, that's, that's what you've been in? That's Moira Rose. We love yeah. it. It's so cool. And she's so talented. And I, I think that Dan Levy and Eugene Levy are like. They're so good. Such good writers. They phenomenal. Really are. Um, so talented, honestly. And really, obviously, they co-created the show, but a lot of it was Dan. Oh, yeah. Um, and he, I mean, there's a reason he won four Emmys in a in one night. Yeah. Like, I 100%. think every category he, he could have won, he won. Because he won acting, he won directing, he won writing, and he won best comedy. Best yeah. uh, TV show, musical, or comedy. Which is understandable. Like, yeah, this and show... they won every acting category. Yeah. That's crazy. Which I think they're the only uh, show in the musical or comedy category to have done that. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Which is... Look at them go. Deserved. For real, honestly. And really like the going out with the bang that they deserved. Because 100%. it went really as like an, a hidden gem for so long. Mm -hmm. And then it got a lot of recognition in the final season, really. Yeah. I think it was hard because, at least for me, it was really hard to start the show. It took me like four or five times. I watched the first like couple episodes. Yeah, I had the so same experience. Hard. But once you like get into it, it's so good. And I think part of that is that the character development hasn't happened yet when you start. Yeah. And the roses are just all so unlikable, it's which so is true. such an impressive like feat of storytelling. Mm -hmm. That's how it was meant to be. That's how Dan and Eugene Levy wrote it was for them to be yeah. really unlikable at first so that their character development would be so noticeable and so 
stellar. And I, I don't think I've seen a show with as good a character development ever. Oh, no, never. Especially, um, I personally feel like Alexis's character development is oh, probably, like, Alexis the most has, like, amazing. I think the best character development of any TV show character I've seen. Like, 100%. I, there's probably, like, there's so many TV shows out there. There's I'm sure there are ones that have similar or even more. But of what I've seen, she's, like, I think the most character development I've ever witness a character go through positive character development because i've seen some characters get real bad (laughs) definitely (laughs) over the course of time Um, yeah but alexis just gets better and better and um i think even though it it, it was devastating when she and ted break up because i loved them it was so like the right choice for her character and that's why like annie murphy won her emmy for that episode of the show and because it was such a sign of alexis's character development that she was breaking up with this guy who she loved. Like, mm-hmm. I think that, like, she, I don't know that she would ever meet anyone she felt the way she felt about Ted. No, no. Um, because it wasn't right for her goals and her development. Because season one, Alexis th- would never. She would never. She was too hooked up on that one guy who was oh, gonna, like, yeah. fly out with his what private plane. His Stavros. Stavros. He was too. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite. Of the roses, my favorite is definitely David. You can't go wrong with David. Well, and I'm a David. Yeah, understandable. I'm. <laughs> I feel like I'm definitely a Moira. To be 100. You honest. are a Moira. <laughs> I really am. Affectionately, you're absolutely a Moira. We love um, it. D- David and Stevie are one of the like fictional character duos that Spencer and I are are a lot like. Yeah. We have a lot of fictional character duos where I'm like, that's us. Yeah, 100. Um, for returning listeners, you know who Spencer is. Spencer's my best friend. We love um, Spencer. We love Spencer. He's been mentioned in almost every single episode of oh this podcast because he Spencer lives in my all mind rent free. <laughs> um, so I had to, you know, weasel him in there. But where he and he hasn't seen the show, and I really want him to see it because he's just like Stevie. Has he not seen it? No. What? Right. But he's okay. just like Stevie. He needs to watch. Right. I'm going to talk to him after this. <laughs> I swear. Is he just like Stevie though? Literally. We, and we have the Stevie and David dynamic oh 100 we had this conversation earlier we were talking about because we've talked about how like in theory if spencer and i ever like dated we would be such a power couple oh for real which is same for for david and stevie Stevie, but i was like here's the reasons we could never date one i'm a lesbian fair two i'm a bitch fair and (laughs) i feel like that's something david would say except david's pan so fair yeah like um like i'm a bitch Fair point, yeah. Um, you definitely give it straight 100%. Like, you're always, like, on top of it. And I'm yeah. like, well, oh, it's, it's kind of scary sometimes. It's all an act, <laughs> which is also how it is for David. 100%. He always seems like he's, like, on top of shit, but he's actually, like, crumbling. For real? <laughs> Actively oh crumbling. Gosh. And I, I will admit, I, I love Patrick. I think in the whole show, Patrick is probably my favorite character. Because I, I think I'm a David in of, like, the roses, but I think I'm a Patrick. Really? Just in general. I love that. Um, I think I have a lot of David's like you know eccentricity and like mm-hmm. his showman, yeah, ship. But I think in terms of like my demeanor and my um, detail oriented skills and my um, organizational skills mm-hmm. and my priorities and morals, yeah. I'm more in line with Patrick. I love that. Um, honestly, I've always loved Patrick. And I think pa- I think Patrick. Uh, was like the exact right addition to the show. I think that he, the show was great before he was introduced, like Mm -hmm. season two, one and two, still had so many great iconic moments. But I think Patrick really made the show what it was, and he added so much 
for David's character development where he was making all of this development and these changes and they weren't for Patrick. He didn't change for a romantic partner, which so often people do in TV shows and stuff. Um, He changed because of his partner. Yeah. And like Patrick helped him become a better person. Uh, Still not necessarily a good person in a lot of ways. So he was not a bad, (laughs) I don't think any of the roses were bad people. Mm -mm. They just weren't good people either. Yeah. Um, They were in that like middle ground. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe a little bit more leaning towards being bad people at the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, very shallow, very selfish. Yeah. But, oh, like we've been talking about that character development. It's, it's just crazy. like, it sends chills through my body. Oh, I love it. Well, in the, in the beginning, they all wanted to leave Shit's Creek, but David especially was so excited to leave mm-hmm. and wanted to seize any available opportunity to leave Shit's Creek. Yeah, um, really. They all did, but David had this urgency to the way he wanted to get out of that mm-hmm. fucking town. Yeah, and for real. Then he chooses to stay, mm-hmm. which is the perfect end for his character arc. Oh, a hundred percent. Like yeah. buying that little cottage and settling down with his husband mm-hmm. and their business. It was the perfect progression for him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny in what I've seen with David, like throughout the show is that he never wanted to settle. He never, he just wanted to go, 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 go. And that's like you were saying is why the ending where they're settling down is like the best character like development. And that's why I feel like David and Alexis have kind of opposite progressions. Mm -hmm. They both become better people, but Alexis goes from like wanting to be taken care of by a man and like Mm -hmm. settling down and not having to worry about getting stuff done to like, being a businesswoman and being independent and driven. And she's like going to take New York by herself and just be a powerhouse, yes. truly. Yeah. And then David goes from wanting to be flighty and traveling and being, you know, running his gallery. And he still has, is a business mind, but mm-hmm. he, he doesn't want to settle down. And he, he always is looking for the exit door mm-hmm. to being the one that settles down. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting that they have such a a, a flip in Definitely. their character development. Um, and it, it also, in some ways, is a testament to the way that their sibling relationship is written. Oh, yeah. Because I, this is, I, I've said this, I think, on this podcast before, even. I, in general, prefer a really well-written sibling relationship to a really well-written romantic relationship in a TV or film. I get that. Um I love. I'm, I'm a sucker for romance. I love it, Same but here. I, I, I generally am more of a sucker for sibling dynamics. Yeah. And um, David and Alexis have a great one mm-hmm. from the like the very beginning of like the you get murdered first. Yes. Scene oh my to gosh. The end, and they're like, they still have that bickering with each other, and mm-hmm. like give each other shit and a hard time, yeah. and are like mean to each other, which is such a sibling thing to do. But they are there for each other and they love each other and care about each other. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's those two against the world. Yeah. You know? And the wedding when oh, yes. Alexis walks David down the aisle. That was, I think, the perfect role for her. Mm-hmm. Especially because I and I think it made sense for Stevie to be his maid of honor. Yeah. Um and then having Alexis walk him down the aisle, I mm-hmm. think was perfect. Definitely sobbing the whole time. Yeah, and the, it has, like, the sweetness of their relationship and their importance to each other. And then it's the comedy of Alexis literally wearing a wedding dress to her brother's wedding. Literally. It's so silly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's too good. 
What do you think about Johnny? What are your thoughts about him? I love Johnny. I love Johnny. He's such a dad. I've loved him since the beginning. Like, I think he had, he still has a lot of really good character development, but mm-hmm. I think he had the least distance to travel. I think so as to well. To get there. Mm-hmm. Because he already was m- the more level-headed mm-hmm. member of the family yeah. and the more... He was still selfish mm-hmm. and still materialistic, but he was less selfish yeah. and materialistic than his wife and children. Yes, because if you see in the beginning, like he's kind of like, okay, guys, like this happened, suck it up, while everyone yeah. else is like bawling their eyes out about the situation. He's yeah. the one who's kind of like trying to stay grounded for them, which at the end of the day, I feel like really helped the whole story go. Because mm-hmm. if he would have been crazy and manic like the rest, they would have died in literally Creek. 100%. Um, well, and I think th- what we know about Rose Video and the business that Johnny ran, it seems like for a capitalist, because he's still a cap, <laughs> that's still capitalism. Yes. And like capital, but you know, there's no right, you know. Yeah. But that's, that's a different conversation. That's a whole nother story. But it, sa- it seemed like he cared about his business and he cared about his employees and mm-hmm. he cared about the experience that customers had at Rose Video. Yeah. Um, he, he was, you know, we were talking about the scale of like, being a good person or a bad person and how mm-hmm. towards the beginning they were not bad but tilted more towards bad. Mm-hmm. I think he was still tilted more towards bad but less so. Mm-hmm. He was a little bit more tilted towards good. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. And it it definitely starts to show how much he loved his business or any business yeah. in that matter when, you know, the motel and how he tried to, like, make it all good once, you know, later on in the show they started mm-hmm. to amp it up a little bit. And, and Johnny and Moira's relationship is so really good I think that without their relationship dynamic and their stability Mm -hmm. that they had there was not really drama occasionally there'd be like an episode long like issue quote unquote but it was never something serious yeah and I think without that stability that's another thing that would have caused them to just completely fail Mm -hmm. um and the show I don't think would have been as enjoyable if it weren't for Moira, like, doing some absolutely crazy eccentric, like, wearing a bunch of birds. Oh, and Hunter, all her fur wigs. All the wigs. all of her wigs. <laughs> and Johnny just, it, he doesn't even view it as, as weird. Mm-mm. He's just like, that's Moira. And he yeah. loves her for it. And he loves her because of it. It's mm-hmm. not like he loves her in spite of her weirdness. He loves her because of it. And yeah. I think that is a big part of what makes the show mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. With Moira's, you know, all of her stuff that she's done throughout the whole season, I feel like her character development, I don't know. I feel like, and I want to hear your opinions on this too, but like she's still so similar to what she was in the beginning. But I feel like the motherly came out more. Yeah. And she's a lot more loving and caring and a lot less selfish. Because like Her even, personality doesn't yeah. change. Her values do. Mm-hmm, 100%. And that's what I love about Moira is like I kind of relate to it in a way of like, with coming to SUU, you know, I changed my name. I changed who I was. But I didn't change, like, you know, me on the outside trying to, like, look different and present different. It was, like, what I stand for is very different. And, like, that's why I feel like I relate to Moira because she changed her values. She changed what she believed in. And I feel like I was a little lost in that before I came here. And she changed her priorities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Um, another character I'm curious your your thoughts on. What do you, <laughs> what do you think of Roland? Don't even get me started on Roland. I am getting you started on Oh, Roland. he was the hardest character for me to like. Yeah. The hard. It's just so gross. And I dated someone that was very similar to him. And it was so hard to watch because the entire time I was like, oh, my gosh, that's him. 
holy shit. Like, I was like, ah, I'm crying, screaming, throwing up. But I feel like at the end, you, you learn to love him. Just like all the other characters. Like, they, this show did such a good job with every yeah. single character growing them and progressing them. And like, oh, Roland. And his wife. I forget her name. Jocelyn. Jocelyn. I love Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Um, I think Jocelyn really played a big part in Roland's success in general in, in the general. show. Oh, yeah. And I think, well, because Roland definitely has, like, he's very off-putting. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. the thing about Roland is he's such the quintessential, like, he's not, he hasn't done anything hurtful Mm-mm. or wrong. He's just annoying. He's just annoying. Not, like, I'm annoying. <laughs> Yeah. You know how many people I've encountered, I'm like, oh, I don't really like this person, but they mm-hmm. haven't done anything wrong. They're just annoying. And then I have to think for a second, and I'm like, I'm really annoying, too. Yeah, I'm I get annoying. that. I'm I, annoying. I'm not in a – I can't judge. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, I'm sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, this person's so overbearing. And I'm like, wait, I'm overbearing. I need to take a step back. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just – I feel like, you know, we all try – we all project, you know? Everyone projects. And we're we all like, project. Hmm. But it's so silly. Roland is just, he's a funny character. That, I think his character is what was hardest for me when I first started watching it. And that's yeah. what made me stop. I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. But I recently, like, finally finished it all. Probably five months ago. So, like, fairly recent. And my mom had watched it. She loved it. And my dad didn't watch it, but he seen, like, parts. And he always thought it was silly. Yeah. My sister's the one who got me. She was like, you should watch Shit's Creek. And I started it, and I couldn't really get into it. I had the same yes, it's hard. kind of experience. And then when uh, in 2020, when everything was shut down and I had nothing to do, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I'll finally just watch Shit's Creek. And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. this is so good. It really is. They should make a movie. <laughs> Even though, like, all the characters are, like, complete. Dan, like I said, that I if would he love came up with the right story, but it would have to be the right story. It would have to be. He would write, he would do a movie, but he would have to come up. He was like, it would absolutely not happen unless he was positive. It was the right story to tell. Oh, 100%. And that would be super, super hard because they ended everything beautifully. It, they, they tied it up with a little yeah. bow. I love an open-ended finale, but I also love a finale where it's like, this is exactly where everybody ended up. Mm-hmm. 100%. And you know where they're going and what their trajectory is mm-hmm. from here on. And you can fill in the blanks and, like, mm-hmm. imagine, like, David and Patrick having little, you know, silly, still having crazy things happening to them. Yeah, 100%. While they're running Rose Apothecary. Yes. Because um, it's David and Patrick. Yeah. They're going to have some <laughs> crazy stuff happening. They're going to have some wild stuff. But you know that they're going to get through it and come mm-hmm. out the other side and that they're going to be in Shit's Creek and they're going to oh, be happy. Yeah. They're going to be so happy and I love it with my whole heart. Yeah. This show is just so heartwarming and I feel like, you know, it brought me and you together. Like, yeah. it just brings people together. And yeah. it's like, it's such a silly show that I think everyone can find a reason to love it. Yeah. Know, no it's a show that like, because I have a lot of shows that I love that I would not recommend to other people that are <laughs> just agree. absolute trash. I've talked about that on this podcast before. I've talked mm-hmm. about those shows before. Um, or even I have like a PowerPoint that I made for a presentation night that was like whether reasons why I think you should or shouldn't watch my comfort TV shows. Oh my goodness. And it's, like, quite a few of them I was like, don't watch it. Or <laughs> it would be like a caveat. Like if you like this kind of thing, then watch this show. Yeah. But Shit's Creek, I literally just write, watch it right now. Go. Yeah, literally. Go right now. <laughs> Because it's just, I don't know, everyone can find a way to relate. And everyone can find a way for their heart to be like, oh, yeah. my heart. Like, it's crazy that they present you with this absolutely batshit, insane seriously. ensemble of characters that are like, they're crazy. They're crazy. And you can connect with them. 
mm-hmm. which is a testament to Dan Levy and his character work and writing 100%. and directing and literally everything that he did because he literally he sourced clothing for the show. Yeah, he yeah, especially David's clothes. Yeah, that's the best. He the best sourced clothes. a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. and like would go out and like find pieces mm-hmm. that he wanted them to use, which is insane. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. I feel like the costumes and the outfits really help piece together everything as well. Like, Oh, the costumes are so... And, and costume design is always, like, really cool. Mm-hmm. But I think Schitt's Creek's costume design is so... You can look at Moira's wardrobe and you know exactly what kind of person she is. 100%. Or you look at David's wardrobe and you know exactly what kind of person he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look at a character like Patrick mm-hmm. and he wears literally the same thing. Yeah. Maybe a time. different color. Like, But, but like still the same sli- hue. It's still, it's still blue. <laughs> yeah, it's still blue. It's just a different, like shade of blue mm-hmm. um and that gives you the initial impression which is totally what how he presents himself yeah 100%. and he i think patrick is a character who uses his clothing as like armor mm-hmm. and he wears sensible shirts and yeah like he knows what's comfortable and a belt yeah because he's kind of scared of change mm-hmm. but when you get to know him he's actually like a total like sarcastic asshole yes and um, oh, that's what just makes them both so good together so good oh. together I think Stevie's costume as well. Yeah. Definitely. It just describes her. Like, I would look and be like, oh, flannel. Oh, like, band t-shirt. I just know, know who, she is. who she would be. And it's the basics, and mm-hmm. it's the working class. Mm-hmm. Like, Definitely. you can look at Stevie standing with the roses, and you know that there is a divide in the way that they were brought up and the way that they were raised, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Oh, 100%. And also, like, thinking back to the roses and their outfits, it's like... You see what they start out with, especially Alexis. And then by the end of the show, what Alexis is wearing, would n- she would never be caught dead in the first season. Yeah. Like, it's and she crazy. has some pieces that stay consistent yeah. and stay the same, but there's a lot of... There's so much change. She gets a lot more down to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. I would love to talk about Ted because I love Ted. We love Ted. I was Ted. devastated when Alexis and Ted broke up, even though I Crying. think for both of their character arcs that they went on, it was undoubtedly the right decision. I mm-hmm. understand completely why it was made. Oh, yeah. It makes me so sad. It breaks my heart. Like, watching oh, watching that episode, I was like, because uh. I remember when you first meet Ted, you're like, we don't want Ted. We want the other guy. Mutt. Yes, Mutt. Like, we're all like, we, we're rooting for Mutt. But then, like, as Although I was on, never rooting for I Mutt. I never liked Mutt. Literally. I was always a Ted girly. I loved him. I'm a sucker for blonde hair, blue eyes. Just And saying. I, I <laughs> uh, God, not to... I bring up Supernatural also in like oh every episode gosh. of the show. Oh my gosh, I'm glad they talk about Supernatural. But <laughs> Dustin Milligan was in Supernatural. Yes. So, uh, and I love, I love finding those. Or he was in like A Simple Favor too. Have you ever seen A Simple Favor? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It's so crazy. Oh it's boy. It's like, like good crazy. Oh, but bad. Crazy. Like it's so bad, it's good, and it's insane. Yeah. Andrew Rannells is in it. Ooh, briefly. I love him. Um, Blake Lively and Andrew Ke- and a Kendrick Kiss. Mm, uh, love. It's a good movie, but he's in it. I love that. Oh, my um, gosh. So I, I love Dustin Milligan. I think he's a great actor, and mm-hmm. I think he played Ted really well. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea that Alexis, this, like, over-the-top Ted and Alexis are a mirror of Johnny and Moira, I think, in a lot of ways. I agree 100%. That Alexis is this, like, flamboyant, crazy, like, eccentric. kind of manic, yeah. eccentric character. And Ted is just this dude. He's just there. He's just some dude. And he's, like, attractive, and he's nice. Like, he's not just a dude. He's not boring. He has yeah. dimension, which every character in the show does. Thank goodness. But when you look at them on the outside, you're, like, this crazy, like, 
beautiful, eccentric, rich, formerly rich, but you know, yeah, rich girl is with this like small town veterinarian who likes animal puns. Yeah, it's so cute. And it's a perfect dynamic. It's, I think it really mirrors Johnny and Moira, even though Johnny also was rich and is also has his eccentricities. That's fair. Uh, it's very much the like very eccentric crazy woman with the more grounded down to earth which also David and Patrick I think are a mirror of as well yes. I think I think I think Alexis and David are more like their mother than they'd like to admit mm-hmm. definitely they got everything from their mom and I think that's yeah. why except the eyebrows except the eyebrows 100%. David got the eyebrows from his <laughs> he dad got the eyebrows. they're actually father and For son real. but it's so silly I think like I think that's why it's so hard for um Johnny to to connect with his kids in the beginning of the show because mm-hmm. they're, they're more so like Moira, similar to Moira. Even though he has no problem connecting with Moira. Oh yeah, but I think that every single one of the roses is in denial about how much like Moira the oh, kids are. Yeah. Because Moira would also never admit that her children are just like her. Never like, in a million years. Like David, <laughs> and like critique him for something, but it's something that she exactly would do. Mm-hmm. She would never admit that he got that. Oh, never. I think towards the end she would, but mm-hmm. at the beginning, no way in hell. No way. Never, never. Yeah. No. It's so Definitely. silly. I love that Moira, throughout the show as well, sorry, random ADHD brain is just no, going you're off. Good. But I love how she's like really trying to like be back into acting. And we get to see her do all these silly little jobs. Like she does the crab apple wine and then she tries to the be the airline in commercial. The airline commercial. And then with Cabaret as well, it was so Cabaret funny. episode. That episode is... Do you think is... we should talk about the Cabaret episode since SUU is going to do I think we should cabaret. talk about the Cabaret and episode. Do you want to have a little bit of bragging moment? Okay, so basically we're doing Cabaret here at SUU and I'm in Cabaret and it's so silly and so fun. And what's funny is like... While I was watching, I didn't know what cabaret was at the beginning of the year when I decided to go to SU. And when I was watching Schitt's Creek, they were like, oh, we're doing cabaret. And I was like, oh, so this is the show that I'm going to do. So <laughs> I like watching watching Schitt's Creek and like comparing it to what the show actually was. I didn't know, like literally until I got to SU what the show actually was. I just based it all off of Schitt's Creek. And That's I was like, really funny. I know. I was like, oh, maybe this time. Cool. What is that? What is she reference to? <laughs> yeah. But. It's just, oh, it's such a, and the fact that Stevie, um, oh my gosh. Emily Hampshire ate that up. And you know who she else is going to eat it up? Avery Peterson. Oh my gosh, she going Avery. She's going to eat that She's going to do so I'm good. I'm so excited. Literally. It's, and Thompson, as Don't she's even get started about Thompson. She's, she's going to, so good. listen, literally from her talent, she's going to make me cry as the MC. Oh, from like the moment she steps on stage and starts yeah. singing, I'm going to be like, oh my God. Some things. I know her. Literally, something she's told me that she wants to do with the MC. I'm like, oh my god, like Miss Girl. Literally, it's crazy. Everyone just has such great ideas. Like, of course, like it's. I think the the people that are gonna have the hardest time in cabaret is probably Matt and Sarah because Cliff doesn't have a lot of character arc, and Sarah has a lot of character. So it's like, it's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, to see how it goes. But, but I have full faith in them. Yeah, I have full faith. Oh, yeah. We have a good they're cast. Gonna, they're going to nail it. Um, as like, kind of, we're running a little out of time. Yes, but sadly. as kind of a final-ish, we'll probably get distracted and sidetracked again like three more times before probably. this actually ends. That's what <laughs> always happens on this podcast. 100%. Um, I <laughs> would love to talk about the townspeople. Yes. Bob and Bob and Gwen. Bob and, and Gwen. Ronnie. I think that 
I love Ronnie. I've never <laughs> watched a show other than maybe like Parks and Rec mm-hmm. that had an ensemble cast that felt as strong and fleshed out yeah. and important as the main characters. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't just like I was watching Victorious last night. <laughs> and it's a funny little funny little side note. I was watching Victorious last night and there's this one episode where Psychowitz is like, okay, like all the main cast stay, they like lift off their names, and then the rest of you can leave. And then the main cast are like, why'd you tell them to leave? And they're like they just never say anything. And I feel like that's what's the complete opposite of Schitt's Creek because every single townsfolk has some type of story. Yeah. And it's so great. Like, you're connected with everyone in that show no matter what they're doing. They could be, like, pulling a weed, and you're like, yes, that's me. Like, like yeah. it's so good. Well, and I think that part of why, and I, you know, I don't know Dan Levy. I don't know his, his, his mindset when he was writing For real. the show. But I think watching the show makes you feel like what it would feel like to actually visit Schitt's Creek. Oh, yes. Where you feel like you know everyone and it's just this cute little weird, awkward town. It's kind of like Cedar City. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. A little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Um, The amount of times, there's this one old man I see everywhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm like, who are you? I see people all the time. I'm like... I see you every day. <laughs> yeah. So spooky. And I think watching Shit's Creek gives you the experience of what it would be like to actually go to Shit's Creek. Yes, yes, um, yes. Which is just, again, a testament to the writing of that show. Definitely. Um, I mean, I think that without, like, if it was, I'd still, I would still probably enjoy it, but I think if it was just about the Rose family, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be as enjoyable because no. part of, like, watching Moira be like, Veronica, mm-hmm. and Ronnie being so unimpressed, and, like, Ronnie hating Patrick. Oh, I love Ronnie. It's, I love Ronnie. She's the best. Um, Ronnie being friends with the florist. She oh my knows gosh. the florist. She knows the florist. And Patrick being like, thank you so much. And Ronnie's like, I'm doing this for David, because she hates him. Literally. I, and it's those little, or, like, Bob and Gwen, Gwen, like, disappearing, and Bob being like, we have to leave a spot open in case Gwen comes back. And you're like, Literally. oh, buddy, Gwen's no. not going to come back, baby boy. Oh, my gosh. That just reminds me of when Johnny, sorry, just talk, talking about Bob. <laughs> when Johnny is trying to find an office space and then Bob's like, oh, you can have this space if you like, you know, and then tries to get him to do his job for him. I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh, you little old man. <laughs> I yeah, swear. I, but those little details yeah. are so important yeah and like you know exactly what type of person they are yeah. you don't just know like oh they're a person should Creek. you know the type of person you know what they're eating for breakfast you like just know yeah. in your, the back so of your head there are so many other shows where even if you have like a background character that you know when you're like oh they're a named background character mm-hmm. they're around you don't know about them yeah but you know about all of the background characters in Shit's Creek for real you know Ronnie you know the Jazza Gals yes you know you know everyone. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And that's what makes it, I think, that's a big part of what makes the show so good. Oh, yeah. There's so many, like, little details that make the show so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think removing even one of them would make it less good. It would mm-hmm. still be a great show. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but I, I think that part, like, what makes it such, like, a beautiful, perfect piece of TV Mm-hmm. is all of those little details. And I think it also is like kind of a final thought. I, I loved the p- 
progression of the show, when you watch a TV show often, it's like, oh, the first season's really good, and then second and then season's also really good, down. and then it gets a little bit bad, and then it gets better again, and then it gets a little bit bad, and then it's better again, and then the last season was trash. But Schitt's Creek, I think, is a line just going up. I think it gets... I agree. I think every season is good. Mm-hmm. and has total, like, strong standing grounding points on its own. Mm-hmm. But I, I think season six is the best season, like, ri- writing-wise and, like, detail-wise and mm-hmm. character-wise. I think that it just, it's, like, the ascent of a roller coaster. And yeah. you never, it never plummets. Mm-mm. It just gets better and better. It and really I does. think that's why the show's so good. I In agree. conclusion, <laughs> watch Shit's Creek. If watch you have not it. watched Shit's Creek, watch Shit's Creek. Go right now. Um, turn on you your have, TV. <laughs> you have between now and next episode of Talk Nerdy to Me to watch all six seasons. Yep. There will be a quiz. <laughs> there will be there a pop quiz. There will be a pop quiz. Um, Make sure you study your Quizlets. I was going to say next week, but it's actually not next week. In two weeks, there's going to be a very special guest on the podcast I'm really excited Ooh, about. My so sister's going to be on the gosh. podcast in Yay. two weeks. So make sure you tune in, in, or maybe after spring break. I don't, no, two weeks. In two weeks, the week before spring break, there will be an episode with my sister, which is going to so be very exciting. fun. We'll see yeah. what happens next week. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't planned next week's episode yet, mm. but maybe in two get weeks, Thompson on. you can expect, I know, I need to you get Thompson to get on. Her. You can expect a fun little sister moment on Talk yes. Nerdy to Me. Thank you, Mari, for being on yes, the podcast course. today. Thanks I have a blast talking to you. We'll do it again. Of course, 100%. <laughs> I loved it. Yes. Oh. And make sure you tune in next time. And uh, you can, Mari, do you want to plug any social media, anything like that? Um, follow me on social media. My Instagram is Mari, M-A-R-I, and then two more I's after that with a period and then an N and then a 17. That's about it. <laughs> My Instagram is at Tessa Chesh, and you can follow me there as well. And I will see you next time on Talk Nerdy to Me. Bye. Bye.